0: With Hashem's assistance, we are learning, so to death, Lamed Ches, page 38. We begin on the bottom of Lamed Zainam a base from the Mishnah. Birkas Kayanim Ketzad. How does it work? The blessing of the priests. So outside of Yerushalayim, outside of the Beis HaMikdash, so we have three separate parts. We split up the blessing into three parts, because elsewhere we say Amen, in between each Bracha after each part of the bracha, of mikdash bracha achas. However, in the base of mikdash itself in the temple, so they would not say amen after the blessings, therefore they would just read it straight. The mikdash omer Hashem In the base of mikdash itself, we're on the top of 38a, in the base of mikdash itself, so they would say the name of Hashem as it's written, meaning they would say it as Rashi says, yud he, meaning yud ke but in the outside of the base HaMikdash, outside of the temple, so we read it when we say the the birkus the priestly b- blessing, so we say it with the name Aleph Dalid, meaning Hashem, as we pronounce it normally we don't say hashem's name we don't read it the way it's written outside of Jerusalem, outside of the base, hamikdash, so the Kohanim the priests when they raise their hands, so they make their hands correspond to their shoulders. We make the however in the temple so they actually raise their hands above their heads or in line with their heads (laughs) he doesn't raise his hands higher than the tzitz. the tzitz was a special thing it was uh, was on his forehead and it said the name of Hashem on it so because Hashem's name was written on it the point was to bring down the Shechina the Divine Presence upon the hands of the Kohanim, so since his head already had the Divine Presence upon it because of the name of Hashem was that was upon his forehead, therefore, so he wouldn't raise his hands higher than the tzitz. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, That also the Kohen Gadol, he would also raise his hands above the tzitz, in fact. The verse says, The verse says that Aaron lifted his hands and somehow, it's not clear to me exactly how, but somehow we see from this verse that Aaron would actually raise his hands above his head. So he was the quintessential Kohen Gadol. He was the first Kohen Gadol. So obviously the Kohen Gadol, if we see Aaron that did it, so then the Kohen Gadol also will raise his hands above his head. Gemara, we begin the Gemara. Tanar Abanan. We learned on our brise. So shall you bless the people of Israel. So we mentioned... The beginning of the parak, so it has to be specifically in Hebrew that this blessing must be said. You say it must be specifically in Hebrew, maybe it's in any, any language. It says over here that you have to bless the people of Israel as follows. And elsewhere it says, It's talking about the Levites giving the blessings to the Jews. Malahalan belashan hakai, that's just like by the Levites. We know that it had to be in Hebrew, as we learned out from Moshe Rabbeinu when he spoke to God. So to Afkhan belashan hakai, so to over here. By the priestly blessing, it was also said in Hebrew. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer says, We don't need to learn it out from there. Are you Because over here it says, which means specifically like this it's not okay meaning it's not you haven't been Yotze, you haven't fulfilled your obligation to say the pri- priestly blessing until you said it in this language specifically which is hebrew tani ida We have another bracha varchu? so shall you bless ata. i'm sorry Ba'amida. it must be done while you're standing you say it must be done while standing oh in elafil maybe you, the kohan and the priest can bless the people of israel while they're sitting it says over here, so shall you bless. And it says by the Levites, by Har and Har that they would stand up. Just like over there, they were standing. So too, over here, they were standing as well. Meaning, we have to stand for the priestly blessing, the, the priests themselves. Rabbi Nassan says, We don't need to learn that from there. Because the verse says, that in regards to the Kohanim, they serve Hashem, and they bless His name. Ma Mishareis Ba'amidah, just like they would serve Hashem, and they would do it while standing. Af So to the blessings have to be done while standing. Meaning, from the fact that we had the verse putting the two ideas, the two concepts right next to each other. The concept of being masharis of serving Hashem and the concept of blessing. And we know that by serving Hashem it has to be done standing. So too, the blessings have to be done standing? So, the, to ton- done standing. so the Gemara says, gufe How do we know that someone who is serving Hashem has to be standing? The, is the verse says, that They would have to stand in order to serve Hashem. Tanya idach, we have another who That so shall you bless the people of Israel. I'm sorry, So we say that it has to be with outstretched hands, meaning with the hands raised. You say that you have to raise the hands. Who says? Maybe you don't have to raise the hands. So we say, how do we know it? It says over here, so shall you bless. It says elsewhere, It says elsewhere, that Aaron Hakohen, when he went to, when he wanted to give a blessing to the people of Israel, so he raised his hands and he blessed them. ben benesis kapayim, just like over there, he raised his hands. Afkan benesis kapayim. So to over here, he raised his hands. So now the Gemara asks, "Kashleider had a problem with this. If we're learning out from there, so just like over there, it's specifically the high priest, and it happened on what day? It happened on the first day of the month, and it was talking about some kind of avoda, some kind of service, which was in regards to the tibur, the public service. So maybe the only time that you have to raise your hands is only if it's the high priest, if it's the first day of the month, and if you're doing some kind of avoda, some kind of service for the public. Rabbi Nasan, Rabbi Nassim says, Ein e we don't need to learn that from there." Harehu aimer, right? Because Rabbi Nassim agrees to Rabbi Nassim's question, and therefore he says we have the following verse: "Hu ubanov kol hayyamim. It says he and his sons all the days, and it's talking about Aaron and his sons. Makish lo, so this connects his sons to him. Mahu kapayim. Banav kapayim, just like he has to raise his hands elsewhere, it doesn't say anything about blessing over here, but elsewhere, we find that he has to raise his hands, so to his children have to raise their hands, and says all of the days, so therefore it teaches us, I'm sorry, one second, we'll get there, so therefore it teaches us that all days, meaning even if we're not talking about Rosh Chodesh, we're not talking about the first day of the month, and we're not talking about any kind of public service, nevertheless, they still have to, right? So, and then it says at the end over here, and we have a connection between bracha, the blessings, and the sherut and the service of Hashem. So we hear this verse in Dvar Mirchas is talking about the service of Hashem, that He and His sons are the same. So, so too, we have elsewhere a connection between service and the blessings, like we said in the verse earlier, Now we continue the Gemara. We have another b'risa. So shall you bless the children of Israel. I'm sorry, BeShem HaMefarish. Again, same mistake. BeShem HaMefarish. So what does it have to be done? How does it have to be done? It has to be done with the name, the explicit name of Hashem, meaning they expressly pronounce the name as it's written. Ata Omer, BeShem HaMefarish. You say it means as it's written. Maybe it's not as it's written. Maybe it's the way we pronounce it. Aleph Nun Talmud That's what the verse says. Shami, They have to place my name. am HaMiyuchdli. My special name. You might think that this applies, that you say Hashem's name, you pronounce it as it's written, even outside of the temple... Uh, so here it says, they shall place my name. And it says elsewhere, to place his name there, which is reference to the base, to the temple. Just like over there, we're talking about the temple. of So, so too, over here, when we say that we're going to use Hashem's explicit name, so it's only going to be done in the temple itself. Rabbi Yeshua Aimer. says, we don't need to learn it out from there. Because we have over here it says, Avoi Anywhere where you shall mention my name, or I shall mention my name, I will come and bless you. It's like, Marse Is it true that anywhere we mention Hashem's name, so Hashem comes and blesses us? It's not true. It's only where Hashem specifically says that we're allowed to mention his name, because we find that there's a concept that we have to hide Hashem's name. We don't say Hashem's name explicitly as it's written, but rather we read it Aleph Nun Yod. So what does this Pasuk mean? So this verse, if we can split it up, break it up, and read it in a different way, we're going to understand what it means. Don't read it. But rather like this. Wherever I shall come to you, meaning in the base of in the temple, there, and you're going to have a blessing there. Sham So that's when you mention my name. Where is that? That's in the temple. So that's where you're allowed to mention my name. In the temple. We have another Israel. So shall you bless the people of Israel. So all we know is the people who are the direct descendants of Israel. Geirim and the sons of Israel. Geirim, Noshen, Vavodim, Minayin. How do we know that this applies even to someone who's a convert, to a woman, and to a freed slave who also has the halach like a convert? So Talmud Limer, that's what the verse says, emor lahem, say to them. L'kulhu, this means to everyone. Tanya idach, Varchu. You have another verse that says So shall you bless So that's to be done face to face Meaning the koanim turns toward, turn towards the people And the people have to be facing the koanim They can't have their backs You say it has to be face to face Maybe a person can turn his back Towards the koanim while they're blessing him That's where the verse says Speak to them, say to them Like a person speak to his friend And just like when a person is speaking to his friend You speak face to face So too over here the Koyan, and The person Priestly blessing is also said face to face. Tanya Iyidach, we have another Brysa. so shall you bless. But kol ram, out loud. Oena elabalachesh, maybe no, it can be done softly. Tahmud emor That's what the verse says, say to them. Just like a person speaks to his friend, you don't usually whisper to your friend, but the normal way of speaking is out loud. So, therefore, so too, by the priestly blessing, it has to be out loud. Amara Baya says, we learned, we have a Masora, we have a tradition. Shnaim, korei. If there's two people that are up there, two Kohans, two priests that are up there to give the blessing, so that you say the words Kohanim, but if there's only one person, so you don't say Kohen, you don't call out if there's only one person. Shinamar, the verse says, call out or speak to them. So we see there's a concept of when there's a concept of calling out, it's only when it's plural, it's them, that's when you say Kohanim. The Shnaim has to be to two. Fam Rav says Naktinan, we have a Masora, Vein So only a Kohen, according to chizda which we don't hold like, only a Kohan has the ability to call out for the Kohanim. But a regular Jew does not call out for the Kohanim. as the verse says, Amorlahem, say to them, Amira Mishalahem, who is speaking it has to be someone who's of them. We've turned the page to thirty eight B Lamakhismabase. Mishalahem to it should be from theirs. Should be one of those, one of the priests. The halacha is, we do hold like a baye, meaning you only say kohanim when you have two or more kohanim. We don't hold like a regular Jew can call out kohanim. All of the following Rabbi Yeshua Levi's statements, we have about, how many do we have? Two, four, six, eight of them. So they're all hinted to in the simon if you want to remember it. It's a great way to remember. Rabbi Shulman Levi. Rabbi Shulman Levi says as follows: How do we know that Hashem desires the priestly blessing? as the verse says, "V'samo Es Al Israel, you shall place my name on the people of Israel, Vani Avarechem, and I shall bless them." Meaning, Rashi explains that Hashem says that the the condition, in order for me to give my blessing, I've made a conditional on the fact that the Kohanim will say their blessing. So, therefore, we see that Hashem desires that the Kohanim should say the blessing because, of course, Hashem wants to give out his blessing on the people of Israel. That's why, the reason he created the world, is in order to give us blessings. Vemir Rishuvan Levi says, Any Kohen that gives a blessing, so he is also blessed. But someone, a Kohen, doesn't give out his blessing, doesn't give this blessing, so he is not blessed. <laughs> as the verse says, Those who bless you shall be blessed. Rabbi Shuman Levi says, "Kol kohen she'ena oilel l'dochon, any kohen that does not go up to give the blessing, he has transgressed three positive commandments. Kosev archu. The first one is that so shall you bless, and mor you should say to them, you should place my name. You have all three. Rav Amar, Rav says, if someone doesn't go up, grusha, ben we are afraid." We have reason to believe that perhaps the reason he has gone up is because he's not really a Kohen, he's a Chalol. He's lost his status of Kahuna because why? His father, he was the product of a marriage between his father, who is a priest, and his mother, who perhaps is a Grusha, a Divorcee, or Ben Chalutza, a woman who was rejected by her Yavam. There's no argument, meaning between Rav and Rabbi Shuban Levi. Ha this <laughs> leprokim how did I we 're talking about when is it a problem when is he over on the essay when is he transgress the, the positive commandment when he only goes up on occasion Rashi says he only goes up for the regulum for the high holidays or for the holidays now he doesn 't going up he 's not going up during the week or on Shabbos. Israel as you may know so they they the priests get up to give the blessings every single day so he 's not going up on he 's only going up on the regalim during the, the holidays so he's missing out on the yaseh he's missing out on the positive commandments during the week and, and on Shabbos but if he doesn't go up at all so then we have reason to believe that he indeed is not really a kohen. he lost his status because his father did something that was not okay remember Rabbi Shuban Levi says, called says any kohen that does not go up at the time when he starts when the chasm begins to say say. Shuv ena oileh. He should not go up anymore. Shenemar, as the verse says, Vayisa Aaron es raised his hands to the nation, Vayevarchem and blessed them, Vayehad maaseis hakatas v'haoileh v'ashlamim, and he came down from doing the sacrifice. The chatas, the, olen, the Just like over there, when did he give the blessing? Arna he gave it after he completed his service. Afkan Bavoda. So too, when we start talking about the service, which is Ritse, which speaks about returning to the Beis English so we can do the service in the Beis Hamikdash in the Temple. So so too, that's when the Kohanim have to go. Aini, is that so? we know that Ami that they were Kohanim. Salki, they went even though the Chazan had already began to say Avoda. He already said Ritzeh. And they would go up after that. So the Gemara answers: "Rabbi Ami, Havu Akri Karayu." So they had started walking from their place already when the Chazan, I'm sorry, started to say Ritezay. Matu But they hadn't reached there until until later. So that's not a problem. This that we said that it's a problem for him, that if he doesn't go there by Avodah it's a problem, and he shouldn't go later. That's only that he didn't start walking. But if he had already started walking, by the time the Chazan starts to say say," uh, so then he can indeed go. With Tanami, We have also a mission like this. So we know there's a concept that if that if the Kohen, if let's say the person who's leading the prayers, so he's a Kohen, and he wants to also join in, in the priestly blessing. So if he's sure that he can say the priestly blessing and then return right away to his prayers, and it's not going to ruin him from right away starting Sim Shalom, so then he's allowed to do that. Rasha, he's permitted. Uh, we ask on it, What do you mean? But the guy who is, if he's a chazan, so he didn't make, his, make any kind of move at the beginning of Ritze. So we answer that no, he moved a little bit. So the So we see that if he starts moving a little bit, that's enough, even though he hasn't actually gotten up to the Duchan, up to the place where the Kohanim are. tells us something else. We only give the cup. When we're, what we're talking about here is that after a person eats his meal and he comes to say the blessing, the grace after a meal. So it's a concept that we have a cup, we say the grace over meals over a cup of wine, just like we do at the Hagada on the night of the Seder, we hold the cup the whole time. So so too, there's an eating to do that all the time whenever you have a mezuman, or even when there's no mezuman. So we only give that cup, meaning we only let the guy who's being Mizamin, the one who's starting the grace after meals, we only give that cup to someone who has a good eye. Meaning he sees everyone, he doesn't, he's not jealous of anyone, and he's not stingy about his money. Shenemar, as the verse says, "Toiv ayin hu yevayroch, one who has a good eye, he shall be blessed, literally. because he's given his bread to the poor person. don't read it, he shall be blessed, Eli but rather he's the one who can say the blessings, meaning he says the grace after meals. How do we know that even birds can see when someone is stingy? Shinamarkiraharoshes, but ain't called Balkonov that if a person is trying to catch some kind of birds and he what does he do so he places out this net and then he puts some kind of food some kind of bread let's say down on the floor where the net is and this way the birds fly into the net to eat the food and then he can catch them so a person who's Tsar Ain he's very stingy so he's wasting his time placing that bread on the net because because they won't even eat his his bread because they know that he's stingy so from there we see that even the animals they know that this guy is stingy they won't even eat his bread maybe Shimon Levi Levi says whoever has anything he gets some kind of hanoi. he enjoys the food let's say of someone who is stingy so he's transgressed a transgression the verse says don't eat the food of someone who is stingy so he says to himself he says to you you know you can eat but really, the end of the verse says, His heart is not with it, meaning he doesn't really want to give you that. So when you eat that food, so you're really taking something that's not yours because he doesn't really want to give it to you. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Omar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says, You actually have transgressed two different transgressions. Don't eat the bread, and don't become disgusting. says, The only reason that we have a that we have a circumstance where we bring an egla arufa, and that that circumstance is where there's someone who they found his dead body in between two different cities. So the city that the body was closer to, so the chachamim, the zakenim, the elders of the city have to go, and they take an egla arufa. They take a a young calf and they break its head, and they say so. They say a vidu. They say a special confessional, and they say that we weren't the ones that killed this person who was found dead. So. That happens, that whole story happens because people were cheap. Shanimr, as the verse says, that our hands did not spill this blood. So now the Gemara Do we have a Havamina to say, to, does it cross our minds that the elders, the great people of the city, that they were the ones who caused this death? El So they have to say like this what they're really saying is bali this guy didn't come to us that he didn't come to us and we let him go. and we didn't see him and just let him go on his own. What does that mean? He didn't come to us and ask for food and we didn't give him food. We didn't see him and we let him go without escorting him. So now, that's the end of Rabbi Shuban Levi's statement. So what we see really from that statement is that, what are they saying? They were saying that they weren't cheap on him, they weren't stingy on him. But if someone was stingy, that's what caused this problem. Amar Ada, Amar, Amar of Rav, Rav said, in the name of Rav Simloi, Knesses, Shakula Kahanim. This is an interesting question. Let's say you have a shul, a synagogue, which is completely, it's all priests. So what do they do? Kulan Allah Nukh and they all go up onto the Dukh and they all say the priestly blessing. Lamima Varkan, so who are they giving the blessing to? says, So since there's nobody there who are they giving the blessing to, they're giving it to their friends who are out in the fields. Aini, is that so? That they're giving it a blessing to those who are in the fields. Bhatani Abba Braidah Ravmin Bachia, we find that Abba the son of Rav Miniman said as follows, whoever is in the shul, and they not, they don't go and stand in front of the koanim, so they don't get the blessing. So the Gemara says, so what do we see? We see that someone who's not there doesn't get the blessing. Like kasha, so the Gemara says it's not a problem. No, it depends. If a person could have gone in front of the koanim and he didn't go in front of the koanim, so therefore he doesn't get the blessing. But if a person is out in the fields and he can't come to shul, he can't come to the synagogue, so he still indeed does get the blessing because he didn't intentionally miss the blessing. Is that so? But we have a, st- a statement of Rasimi from this place called amen. We just said that if the place is only priests, so they all get up and say the priestly blessing. But here we have this other b'risa that he says that only part of them go up and part of them stay down to say Amen. So they can answer Amen to the blessing. So, the verse says, It's not a problem. It's only when do we say that they, that they stay down, only if you're going to have 10 people saying Omen. But if you're not going to have 10 people answering Omen, so then they all go up to say the blessing. We bring back something that we said previously. We learned. Abba, the son of said as follows People who are not standing in front of the Qa'anim, they're not included. So now, pshita. It's it's obvious apegutzi lemifsiki, that if you're if you have tall people standing in front of short people, so that doesn't prevent the short people from getting the blessing. Teva if You have a box in front of people, so it doesn't prevent you from getting the blessing. Mechita Let's say there's a wall in front of you. Let's say you're standing outside the door. Do you get the blessing? Tashma, we bring a proof from the following. The Amar ben Levi. Ben Levi said Even an iron wall cannot separate between the people of Israel and the Father in heaven. we have another question. What if you're standing on the sides, you're not directly in front of the Qadim? What's the halacha? Amr Abba Mar Bar Ravashi. Abba Mar Bar says as follows: Toshima, we have a proof, the Tanan from a Mishnah. Niskavi in lahazay Let's say someone was doing haza, he was sprinkling. This is part of the Avod in the Beis So he meant to sprinkle in front of him. He's a lachay, but in, in, he ended up sprinkling behind him. He meant to sprinkle behind him, and he ended up sprinkling in front of him. Hazayi So it's not a good sprinkling because you need to intend and do exactly what you meant. The fun of, unless he meant to, to sprinkle in front of him, but it ended up going a little bit to the sides, meaning the sides that are in front of him, as opposed to the sides behind him. So that type of hazza, that type of sprinkling, is considered that he did it in front of him. So therefore, we have proven, by the way, we're on top of 39a, we have proven that indeed if you do it in front to the sides, it's also fine. But if it's in front, I'm sorry, if it's to the sides, but behind, so then you have a problem. So you have to make sure, if you're in a shul that's doing, if you're in a synagogue that's doing birch kainim, the priestly blessings, you have to make sure to stand in front of, or in front of the sides of the konim to the priests. And in fact, you know, what they do is, as they're saying the blessing, there are certain points where they actually turn to the sides, so that the people who are on the sides should receive the blessing.